Hey, it's Bianca here, Bianca on Self Love. Welcome to the most realest, honest, down-to-earth podcast you will ever listen to. I learned how to love myself a long time ago. Now I'm here to teach you how to love you before you start loving somebody else. Oh, and guess what? Learn how to set boundaries and cut people off. It's so rewarding when you learn how to do you. Let's get started. Bianca on Self Love. Let's go. Hey, self-love gang, it's Bianca here on Bianca on Self-Love. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed the previous podcast that spoke about passing the torture on pain. If you haven't, go ahead and check it out on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Please check the link in my bio or just follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all of the info you need on all platforms and say hello. I would love to hear from you guys. So I hope that you are in a good mood today or this evening. Um, I love, 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 love what I do and empowering you to be so great um, and the many trials and tribulations that we all go through. It's just sometimes soothing to listen to someone who been through some things and can share some experiences with other people. I know it has helped me. So I hope that this platform that God has given me is inspiring you in some form or fashion. You are my self-love gang. I love each and every one of you. And I am so proud that I have you as a listener on my podcast platform. Shout out to you for being such a phenomenal listener. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I have gone through in my past life as a child, not past life, what? <laughs> that I have gone through in the past in my childhood. Um, it was something that I didn't learn. It just, I had a question about it and I didn't know how to find the answers. Um, today, we're going to talk about the physical part of self-love. And when I was writing this down, if you haven't listened to my podcast before, I always talk about how um, I like to write my thoughts down on a piece of paper before I bring you, you know, the motivation, empowerment that I've gone through to help you, um, you know, relate to some things that you may have experienced that I have and I just want to make sure I, <laughs> you know, you write it. I'm just, I write down things first. Let's just keep it there. But today I want to talk to you or tonight, whatever time it is, East Coast, West Coast, um, whatever zone you're in, the country you're in, um, the physical part. You know, when you think of self-love, it's internal, right? You learn to love yourself mentally. You learn to love yourself physically. You learn to love yourself spiritually. It's all internal first. It starts with the mind. It starts with you taking control of your thoughts. It starts with you speaking positive each and every day with gratitude and thankfulness. You know, you always say, I am just so happy and grateful for whatever, right? I'm so happy and grateful for um, the life I have. I'm so happy and grateful for the home I have. I'm so happy and grateful for 
just being and existing in this world today, you know, and speaking gratitude over your life and over negative things, you know, it just like being so positive just crushes all negativity in any minute. And it's so important to live that every single day, even though it can be hard, trust me, it's, it was hard for me, but a, alongside how you start to love yourself internally, the physical part should not be ignored. I, when I was growing up, my mother is lighter than what I am. And I am brown skin. And I could not f- figure out why my mother and I were not the same complexion. And, you know, no one brought that to me. No one said anything to me about the color of my skin, how the color of my skin was ugly. No one ever said anything to me about that. I just wanted to look like my mom. I felt like if I came from mom, (laughs) I should look like mom. I should have the same color of skin that mom has. And I just couldn't couldn't understand it. I personally thought that, you know, my mom was very beautiful, not saying that I wasn't. In my mind, eyes, from my perspective as a child, um, lighter skinned women or people were beautiful. I never said that brown skin or darker skinned women weren't beautiful. As a child, I just thought my mom was so beautiful. So in turn, all light-skinned people are beautiful because my mom is beautiful. You know, I'm a child, (laughs) right? So this is the way I thought. And I talked to her about it one day and I said, you know, mom, why don't I look like you? And I think it kind of hurt her because she's never been a mother who taught me to put down anyone or talk bad about anyone, nothing like that. So it kind of stunned her that that was even a question of mine. And she just quickly said that, you know, you are part of me, you know, and you have the same complexion as your father. And I just genetically was trying to understand and put science together, right? Because Growing up, I was I was a geek, and I'm still a geek, and I'm trying to logically figure out how did this come, how did this come about? <laughs> you know, I wanted answers at seven years old. Like, you need to let me know how. Where's the science book where I could look on how these genes came together and out pop my brown skin self? You know, that's the level that I was at as a child. So imagine being a parent with a geek on your hands and a logical thinker. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> Um, she just explained to me how I just took on the complexion of my father, but that doesn't mean that I am any less beautiful than anyone else. She completely instilled that positive notation into me so that I knew that I am beautiful, even if I don't have the same color of skin as she did. Then, I mean, that was a good answer, you know, but still I was on the hunt to find out why. You know, when I was in school, I was not always, 
you know, outspoken. I was sometimes shy. Um, I didn't always, I wasn't always in the big crowds. I knew everyone who had their own circle. I had, you know, kind of a small circle and just kind of, you know, dealt with myself. Um, I had friends. Yeah, I had a lot of friends in school. But I wasn't like the popular person in school. And then I will look at other girls in school who were lighter than me, who were getting the most attention than me. And I would say, dang, you know, but it it didn't have I learned it didn't have anything to do with the color of my skin as I was looking at it. And maybe it did. I don't know. But from my perspective, I was also a person that was just trying to get an education in school. I played basketball. I became more outspoken then um, and made friends and stuff. I did a lot of things, had fun. But I was also just kind of in my own zone. You know, I was just not quiet, but I was shy sometimes. But then I spoke, (laughs) you know, I was witty, fun, goofy in school. But I wasn't a popular child. I wasn't a popular kid in school. Um, I know my friends and they know me, but I wasn't popular. And that's okay. But going back to the physical part, I just had to learn to love myself. Even in my eyes as a child, I didn't look like mom. And when I saw other little girls who looked like me, and the color of their skin was the same as mine, you know, in high school. And I used to mentor these kids that was in elementary school, which was right next door to our high school. And I saw little girls who were the color, had a similar color of skin than I do. And I must say, I just felt the need to just love on them a little bit more Um, because it was very present. Um, And this is a low-income area that I lived in, right? Um, My mom didn't have a lot, but I just felt the needs. I, I saw myself in those little girls. And sometimes when you think about things, like I thought about things too much, sometimes you can cause your own pain. And that's what I did. And I can see that in the children that I was mentoring, that they caused their own pain because they felt, oh, if I don't wear this outfit or look like this girl who's smarter than me, or I think she's smarter than me because she's lighter, then I'm not important. I'm not beautiful either. And as a child, I learned today, I kind of, not today, but, you know, growing up, I figured it out. I was like, you know what? I was causing my own trauma. I was causing my own pain. The physical part is what we're talking about right now. It's the physical piece of self-love that's so vital to who you are. You have to love, 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 love every part of your body, every single part, because if you do not, you're going to look around at other people and what they may look like and be sad that you don't look like them, 
Why do we feel the need as people to compare ourselves to others? You know, we're all different. Yes, we bleed the same blood, but we're all different human beings. Why do we feel the need that we need to compare ourselves to what other people look like? If I am skinny and she is not skinny, why is that? Why why is that such a influence today? It's an influence in marketing. It's an influence in social media. We're comparing each other and then we're saying, hey, she's skinnier. You're not. I'm going to choose her because she looks better being skinny. Where, where, where is that at? Who, who brought that up? When did that start to happen? You know, we can, I can bring up history, but I'm not doing a history class today. I'm just trying to get you guys to understand there are going to be so many different people in the world who are different shapes and sizes, different colors across the land, right? God and all make us all the same for a reason. (laughs) But the physical part of you is so important. The color of your hair is beautiful. Your physical shape is beautiful. You are beautiful inside and out. If anyone hasn't told you that today or this evening, let me be the first. I know how it is to feel inferior to others in your own mind because you're comparing yourself to other people and you wonder why, dang, why don't I look this way? I don't have what they have, so maybe that's why they're getting um, more man than me. No, I've thought about this in my teenage years. I don't, I don't think about that today because it's not a problem for me today because I'm confident. And I just put that in my own mind, in my own head. And I literally degraded myself in that very sentence. I did. And once I start to realize what I was doing, because I thought about it, I cried about it as a child. I'm not going to lie to you. I did. I shed some tears. You know, we were living in a low-income place, and some of my friends were not low-income families. You know, we were living in a hood, and some of my friends did not live in a hood. And if I were to go over their house, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, their house was in low-income housing. And then a lot of comparison. And then I would bring that back to my mother, and I say, how come we don't have this? How come we don't have this fireplace? Or how come our house doesn't look like this? And I did not realize what I was doing to her. Is saying, you're not doing enough work taking care of me because our house doesn't look like my friend's house who lives uptown. You know, and as children, we don't think about what that may feel like to the parent, right? We just think about what we don't have. In our eyes, what we don't have. But I had a roof over my head. I had food in my stomach. I never wanted for anything. Even though it was a struggle, sometimes we had syrup sandwiches, but I never wanted for food. Do you get what I'm saying? So like the self-worth part of self-love and the physical part go hand in hand. Because if I am confident enough in loving myself internally and speaking positive things over myself every day and I'm spiritually connected with God, then the physical part 
loving the outer of me should be easy. But I love their inner side, right? And I'm working on my inner self. Loving the physical part should be easy. But then I scroll through Instagram or Facebook and we see all these women who look so beautiful. And then you look in the mirror and you stand in front of the mirror and you're like, I don't look like that. And then don't shift to the right because if you have a fupa like me, you, you shift to the right and bam, your fupa is the first thing that you see. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, but today I love every part of me. I've been loving me and I don't apologize. You know, I was reading Twitter the other day and it was the most empowering thing. And this is why I love Twitter so much, but it was the most empowering thing that I saw and read. And it was man complimenting women on their curves and what they call um, <laughs> on Twitter, we woman, we call our rose rolls, right? But apparently men out there calling our rose biscuits and butter biscuits, right? <laughs> so I just think how empowering it is and motivating to know that we're so thought, so stuck in our heads about, oh, I have this small fupa. And if you don't know what a fupa is, it's like the your stomach, you know, that's a little bit just before, you know, one layer of your body, but it's like your stomach rolling over, right? And some people talk like the other back parts, like love handles or whatever, you know what that is. So if you have those part of your body, but it's so, so beautiful to see these men say, no one is thinking about that, right? Because we always see these men talk about, I want a fit woman, she has to be working in the gym four or five days a week. Hey, if that's your go-to, that's what you do, that, listen, no one's knocking your preference by any means. But sometimes we as women, every woman is not in the gym four times a day, a week. They're just, they're just not, okay? And then some people are. To each his own. Some people may go to the gym once a week. Some people may go to the gym twice a week. Some people may not go to the gym at all. I may just work out at home. I don't know. I just take a walk around the block. I don't know. But what I'm saying is sometimes we as women look at what the man say and then we were like, dang, well, I don't, I don't, I'm a nice girl. I'm a good catch, but I don't meet his requirements at all. But then you look on Twitter like I did the other day. And you're like, dang, <laughs> like he likes my butter biscuits, <laughs> my rose. <laughs> okay. It makes you feel better to know that a man is saying, baby, just be you. And I love that because if a man or even a woman, fellas, do not love you for who you are, you don't need to be with them at all. I don't care who it is. But to be confident with your rolls and your butter biscuits, you need to love your butter biscuits before anybody else love your butter biscuits and your fupas. The physical part of self-love is the absolute most inspiring and beautiful and motivational thing that you can ever do because you're expressing yourself 
physically and you're and unapologetically like I could care less what you think about how I look because when I look in the mirror every single day I am beautiful I am colorful I am free-spirited I love every part of me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet and I will never let anyone take that away from me I am good looking you know you man you say you're handsome ladies we tell ourselves we look good yes period and I just I want to empower you to to let you see it's okay to not look like everyone else I learned growing up that I don't have to look like everyone else and it's okay and then I started in my tw- my late 20s, I started to look at my features, right? And true story, like I used to always be a size two, two to four, that's it. But then I start looking at other girls. I'm like, dang, like, what am I going to start growing out? I think I was an A cup for the longest time. And I think I was probably 19. I'm still an A cup. I'm not even joking, ladies. Like, oh my God. Um, and you know, I prayed and, you know, my grandma always say, be careful what you pray for. Right. So I'm like, I don't have a, butt. I'm size two. I fit everything. I can, all my clothes are cheap. I don't have a butt and I don't have any boobs. <laughs> so fast forward, 26, 27 years old. I'm like, dang, I'm moving from a size two to four to the five, six range. Okay. I got a little curve. Then I turn into the early 30s. I move from the 5'6 range to the 7'8, then a 9-10. And then I was like, okay, I like this. And then I was like, you know what? I don't have a butt. <laughs> and I'm literally saying these things to myself. But then a year later, I had a butt. I was like, man. <laughs> And today I absolutely love the beautiful body that I have, you know, and I'm just looking at myself like you went through this entire phase of wanting these things when you were just as beautiful just as you were. So what if you're size four? So what if you're size two? But today in my age, I think a size two or four may look a little bit unhealthy, but (laughs) just for me, but my ideal weight, which I am like almost 15 pounds away from, is 175. And for my height, that is really good. Um, for me. But according to some book, I'm supposed to be at 145, which that would probably make me look like I'm very, very small. And I'm about to be 40 years old, you know, and I just... And my weight is because I have a nice butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I am beautiful, you know, um, and I just love it. And I am, I feel good. I feel light. Um, I eat well. I don't have any problems. So I say that to say the physical part of your self-love journey is vital to every part of your life. You be in a relationship, you're going to work in the morning, um, you expressing yourself, you taking pictures of yourself, try to take pictures of yourself without a filter and let me know how you feel. And I'm going to tell you something, you are entitled to change whatever you want to change in your body. And if anyone doesn't like that, it's not your problem. 
I am all for people doing whatever they want to do. If you feel like you need Botox, who am I to tell you no? If you feel like that you want nip tuck, who am I to tell you no? You know what I'm saying? Like if you want any type of, who am I to tell you what to do with your body? With your body? All I'm trying to say to you is love you as God made you. If you feel that you're not in love with yourself, then do whatever you want to do. But I'm here to tell you from Bianca to you that you're beautiful just the way you are. And I hope that this has empowered you in some form or fashion to let you know that the physical part of self-love is the most vital, important part of your journey. Because you can look, you know what you look like inside. You know what that feels like. But are you in love with you physically? Love you physically, especially hair, right? Because we always talk about weaves or natural hair, clip-ins or natural hair, lace wigs or natural hair, or even dreads. Everybody has a preference, but I promise you, no matter what you look like, love you first. No matter what you look like to other people, love you enough to know that you know that you look good. You you don't have to please everybody. You're not going to be everyone's requirement, right? Or meet everyone's requirement. But you will meet the requirement of someone who loves you just the way you are. And that's the only requirement that I believe matches true love and self-love is loving. I love me the way I am and you should love me the way I am too. If you don't, then we don't belong together physically. If, if one day I have on a weave and the next day I don't, I don't think there should be a problem with that. If that's not your preference, then maybe you shouldn't be with that person. But you could be missing out. You're so busy, caught up on physical appearances. You missed out the love of your life. <laughs> or even a good friend. The physical part, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Bianca on self-love. I hope, again, this has empowered you to love yourself a bit more. You are beautiful. You are handsome. And let no one tell you different. Thank you for listening. Check me out on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, Bianca on self-love, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. I look forward to seeing you, hearing from you, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like to email me, it's BiancaRenee at BiancaOnSelfLove.com. I'll talk to you soon, self-love gang, and remember, self-love is a verb. Hey, what's up? It's Bianca on Self Love. Thank you so much for taking tuning in. Bianca on Self Love. Follow me on Facebook at Bianca on Self Love and Instagram at Miss Bianca Renee to you. I'm also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Bianca on Self Love. I'll talk to you soon. And remember, self love is a verb. Thank you.